0: Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. Well, good
1: morning. Good morning. Uh, My name is Mark, if we haven't met before. I'm actually one of the trustees here in Lagan Valley Vineyard. And so you've probably seen me up here before talking about money or finances or buildings or the like. I'm also part of the AV team. And I usually spend my time in that little dark room at the back uh, running the live stream. And they've let me out today. So you know what what the most annoying thing is? When speakers start moving about the stage, and they can't. And we can't follow them. It's really annoying, so I promise I won't do that this morning. (laughs) Karen's going to kill me at work tomorrow. (laughs) This morning, I have the privilege of continuing our series, uh, Rebuild the Ruins, as we work through Isaiah 61. We've had some fantastic teaching over the last few weeks, and we've reached verses 8 and 9 of Isaiah 61. So if you have a Bible, and, or there's one under your seat or around your seat, can you please turn to Isaiah 61? It's page 511 in the Bibles under your seat, and we'll read from verse 8. So Isaiah 61, and reading from verse 8. For I, the Lord, love justice, I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nation and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will will acknowledge that they are people the Lord has blessed. When I was sort of thinking about this talk this morning, starting to prepare and thinking about what I was going to say this morning. I obviously started with the scripture, which is a good place to start. And I started reading through uh, Isaiah 8 and 9 and just thinking about, well, what is it I want to say this morning? And I couldn't get past the first half of verse 8. I just kept coming back to it. it says this, For I, the Lord, love justice. For I, the Lord, love justice. And it's probably very obvious to you but something really struck me. God loves justice. God loves justice. Justice is rooted in the very character and nature of God. He cares deeply about justice. And the thing that, where I got to was if God loves justice, then those of us who follow him, we too should love justice. Jesus modeled this when he was here. He taught that we bring justice by loving our neighbor and doing good to those around us, showing love and compassion to the poor, the weak, the marginalized, and the disenfranchised. In its simplest form, justice means to make right, to make things as they should be. And whether that's tackling big issues of injustice like in corporations, in business, in society, or in government, whether that's working with uh, to bring justice for those who have been victims of injustice or those who have been wronged. Or it may be show, actively showing mercy and love and kindness and compassion towards the most vulnerable. And justice is an expression of the kingdom of God breaking into the here and now. And every act of justice points to God's kingdom coming. And it's a taste of what ultimately is to come, what we read about in Revelation 21. Revelation 21 where it says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. And if you've watched the scenes from Turkey and Syria this week, we all long for that day. As I said, we've had some brilliant teaching over the last few weeks, and if if you've missed any of the weeks, I would really encourage you to go back and catch up with those. It was a really fantastic teaching. We've had a real treat. It's been so good. And this morning I want to do something slightly different, hence probably you guess why the chairs are here. So rather than me talk about justice for the next 30 minutes or so, I want to invite up a couple of friends of mine who have really challenged me in this whole area. And I'm going to ask them a few questions and we're going to have a chat about what justice means to them. So without further ado, would you please welcome Ivan and Peter to the stage. (laughs) Welcome, guys. I'm sure you regret totally doing this now. When I asked you. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna break in gently. Uh, first of all, for those of you that don't know, uh, any of you, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? And we'll start with uh, you, Ivan.
2: Uh, my name's Ivan Major. I'm married to Ruth and have two children, Eve and Beth. Um, <clears throat> So just recently, in December there, we opened a wee coffee shop, and that's that's really what I'm in the middle of right now. Um, Do you want to plug, Ivan? where <laughs> <ones> called? <laughs> It's called? It's called Caribou in Hillsborough. Decent coffee, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, the the story, I was just actually sitting thinking there, I didn't share this this morning, but the story of that is the outcome of something that is centred around justice, um, so and i'll do this really quickly okay. um like our life as a family uh, whenever we were not long married and children came along and ruth was ill and the two of us ended up like struggling and medication all sorts of stuff ruth began a journey come out of nursing and began a journey uh, around mental health and then subsequently long story long long story short has opened her own, um, is a psychotherapist running a mental health um, business in, in Lisbon here. Around seven or eight years ago, I went to a seminar in Newton Ard's um, fellow, Jim McNeish, and uh, in that, he sent us off to Dream. And if you know me, um, that probably was difficult for me, but I thought, right, okay, that's, I'll do that because I'd just come home from Kenya And I thought, well, that'll be easy. This dream will be filled full of Kenya. But no, it was Eve and I opening a coffee shop. So started that process. It was derailed for a wee while. And then this year we've been able to fulfill that dream. And I was just sitting there thinking, and the privilege of being able to start two things, Ruth's and Caribou, centered around God, both seeking so I'll tell a wee bit more about Caribou later on, but both seeking to uh, do some good. Um, I, I, I just have sort of, as it's dawning on me, that our family history is centered around justice.
1: We you know we've journeyed with you, even over the last few years, and it's just incredibly encouraging to see a dream come to life. And just for any of you who have maybe felt God speak to you and it, Felt impossible. Ivan is living testimony of it took seven years, but how God was faithful and took him this place where it's open. I so it's really encouraging. Peter, welcome. Same question to you. Just a little bit about yourself. Is your is your mic on there, Pete?
0: Hello. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Peter. I'm married to Pauline, who gets, comes around and Some of you girls will know her from there. Uh, we have two kids. So Megan, she's somewhere around 30. And Jack, he's <laughs> somewhere around...
1: You don't look old enough. <laughs> Jack,
0: Jack, he's, he's younger. Um... <laughs> so, uh, Megan's moved out. Jack's held home with us. Uh, we live in the between Ballenhenge and Dramara. Um, I do mountain biking, do volunteering, uh, and my COVID madness last year was we bought a 40-year-old sailing, but it was so old, n- nobody would insure it for us. And uh, we've caused chaos in Strangford Lock because uh, I bought a boat without learning to sail first. So, <laughs> yeah, just check with me if you're going out in the water, Yeah, and don't. So that's, that's me. Brilliant.
1: The scripture we read today, Isaiah 61, it's uh, God says that I love justice. And from spending time with both you, Peter, now I normally go mountain biking every week, and I've spent a lot of time with Ivan. Uh, I know that both of you have a heart for justice. Peter, I'll start with you. Can you tell us what it means for you to love justice?
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely been a God journey for me. I think God grabbed my heart, as I would put it. You know, when I was like a long time ago, well, young. And it was when I, as a young Christian, I think saw the difference. So I was a youth worker in those days, and I, and I would work with young people and families from a very different you know, background to myself, um, who had very little. Uh, it was an East fast? I'm thinking about, the very first time. And I was seeing kids who we couldn't get rid of out of the youth club that, you know in the evenings. And uh, you know, so many of them had a dad coming home from the shipyard via the bar and it wasn't very nice what happened at home you know domestic violence was a key thing um, and, and it was a real eye opener for me So, and I think I, co- I came around to this this morning in our chat that 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 was I think God inviting me to have perspective that, is, that as a church going Christian whatever that meant and middle class and all the labels that came with me that he, he showed me a very different you know, experience and, and that has just shaped my life ever since so Um, and for me justice or injustice probably to start that way around you know comes first and that's about you know God has a plan for all of us you know he's a plan for us to thrive and to grow and to flourish in so many ways for all of us Um, and yet in this world that we live in for so many people because they're oppressed or manipulated or they're harmed or whatever reason they're not able to do that that to me is injustice so therefore the justice is where you know we can get involved in that and then God's strength can set them back on their feet so they can spread their wings and fly and and that's what I love so it starts with injustice but the loving bit is seeing God work in so many ways and seeing people just being able to break their chains and thrive and grow again
1: brilliant, thank you. Ivan, same question to you, what does it mean for you to love justice?
2: Um,
0: well,
2: the start of that for me is parenting um, it's, it's uh, a, a journey around justice all in itself, trying to, trying to do the right thing to raise the children in a way that um, is God-honouring and, and where we're, um, we seek justice as a family. Um, I mentioned Caribou, I mentioned that, uh, and, and the heart around that is... Um, so uh, Eve has learning difficulties and has attended special needs, And through her life, we have often found her on the margins of stuff. Um, And that's been difficult. Um, And then I was away a couple of weeks ago. And I'd rang Ruth. And I knew Eve was working that day in the shop. And rang Ruth and how's things and uh, is Eve home yet? And the answer was no, Eve's away out with the girls from work. And I sat in the, where we were, I sat in the Dylan suite it'll mean something to Mark and just wept and the joy that that brought me because um, and Darren actually mentioned to me there at the back he's seen it in her recently the movement from the margins to being central and not only central because the girls in work are brilliant and care for her but because she's given to them also um, was just one of those moments where the heart behind what we're trying to do Um, felt as if God's affirming and saying, okay, that's what you're doing, and keep at it. Um, Involved in the charity in Kenya called Actions Not Words, and it's a bit like it's one of those things that every now and again, something in in life and in your journey around faith, something grabs you, and you can't shake it off. And um, that's what happened with Actions Not Words. It began... Oh, 2013, with a friend of mine um, asking me, would I sponsor a child? Um, and I said, yeah, that's okay. At that point, it was just a financial transaction. Um, and that was grand. Uh, there wasn't really an awful lot more thought given to it than until they asked me to go to Kenya. Out I went, jumped on a bus, drove this out to a school, and I hadn't, I should have really worked it out, but I had no idea what was going on. Out we got on the bus, and this... We lad just come charged and jumped into my arms and it was the little boy that we sponsored at the time peter and uh, at that moment like literally that's the moment i i, I realized that that find that action that financial transaction moved from just that to an emotional attachment and an emotional involvement and we've got more and more involved in actions not words and um beth uh, my other daughter is in Kenya right now, and actually um, uh, it's funny, a friend of mine texted this morning and, and said, are you following Beth on her flight? And I was that panicked about this, I had, <laughs> I had forgot to panic about Beth coming home. So she's on her way home, we're, we're hopefully picking her up tonight uh, this afternoon.
1: Brilliant, thanks, Ivan. I know that you both care deeply about justice and I mean you've answered some of this already but what are you doing in your life that is justice-based for you yeah sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so we've got we've got the shop and we've got actions not words and um uh th- that's those things that um you just pour into I've thrown, I've thrown because, no, no, because no, no, I'm, already I'm way ahead anyway um yeah so uh just getting involved in, in those things that come 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 along and it's interesting that there's all sorts of coincidences involved seemingly coincidences but um you realize that God's in behind it all so with the shop up and running. Um there's I've time I've space for once I'm not I'm not working anymore um shop has been crazy getting it going but I'm I'm able to now step back and take a breather like literally whenever I go behind the counter in the shop chaos ensues so they're (laughs) keeping me out out of the way um so I've time now and I'm sort of asking the question right okay what am I going to do now and then it's funny you see you know James Toll slips into the shop and says can we chat to you and, and yeah, that's okay, we chat and we talk about a tribe and lo and behold, my mugshot comes on the wall. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how God works. James is a habit of doing that with people. Yeah, and then, and then separately then Mark sits beside me and says, uh, have you got a minute? And I said, yeah, that's okay. I'm speaking in church and I said, oh, that's good. That's, that's great. Uh, I'm gonna do an interview and a, sen- a sense of doom is coming on me. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah that's good too. And uh would, would like you to be part of it. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there's just so many things that come together when you ask God what you want to do. And, you know, um, I think, it, you know, lot, large parts of my life are justice led and not even known to me. These things come along. And it's a, I just feels about saying yes and stepping into them.
1: I think one, one thing I love about Ivan, he, he responds when he sees something. You know, many of us just go, well, that's too big or I couldn't do anything there. But what I've seen in Ivan in the last few years is that when he sees a need, he responds. And his heart, it's not just something that he carries in his heart, but he lives it out. And that's been so encouraging. And to be honest, really challenging to me as well. its It's been such so, you know, a privilege going to Kenya with Ivan a few years ago and to go out to see what the charity's doing out there and it was one of the most life-changing events that i have ever been involved in and just to see what they're doing and taking kids who literally live on a dump site and taking them through education and seeing their lives turned around and giving them a hope in the future it was so challenging and i've ivan to thank for that and you'll find if you spend a bit of time with this man he will challenge you and you'll get yourself involved in things you never imagined you would have before that so thanks ivan Peter, just to you then, same question. What are you doing in your life that is justice-based?
0: Yeah, so mine's a very different context. So I work in the justice field. Uh, so I work for Victim Support Northern Ireland, and uh, we have seventy or 80,000, I'm afraid to say, victims of crime every year coming through the system. Um, I are, we're funded by the Department of Justice, work with the police, and so in that whole criminal justice you know, situation... Um, particularly over recent years I've been involved in developing services for uh, once the court finishes uh, I was telling a story this morning about a young girl she was wasn't even 20 she was a victim of serious sexual violence went through five days of a crime trial that's hard um and uh, given giving her evidence in real detail to these people in this court and um, the guys came in to her I was she was in our offices in Laganside court and I was sitting with her and they came back to tell her he got not guilty and um you know was also told by the legal folks that it was on a technicality which was even worse and uh, she was broken she was in pieces as she left that court yet the government said that justice and what was funded by the department of justice stopped at the end of the court um but coming into that as a christian and my sense of justice and what god wants for all of us that wasn't the end of the story you know and uh And that was there another example of God grabbing my heart. We need to do something about this. And and we have developing services to support people after court to get back on their feet and thrive again. So it's been a big part. The other big part of my last few years has been restorative justice. So that's where somebody maybe goes through the justice system and the courts really are about punishing the offender, aren't they? The victim's really a sideshow in that. Come and answer a couple of questions, but then it's really about this guy. Um, And uh, a lot of victims will now come forward and say, I can't free myself. I can't thrive again after the trauma of what happened to me because I've got questions and stuff going around my head I can't free myself from. I'm still chained up by this. Um, Can I, and quite often it's engaging with the person who caused them harm, can I get into a conversation here? I need answers here. And that would be us facilitating those um, meetings and keeping people safe in that and, and finding them healing and forgiveness and whatever at the end of that. So that's really exciting work. Um, I also volunteer in The Age, which is a really good family and children's centre in uh, ballin So I volunteer there. Justice Wise, probably a good example is during COVID, we were so aware of young people isolating themselves in their bedrooms during COVID. Lots of parents would ring us up as a youth centre, say, I'm really worried about my child. You know, they're on their own, on social media, non-stop, it's not healthy. Um, and we, after, as we come out of COVID, we give an opportunity through primary schools in ballin for 10- and 11-year-olds to come forward and say, I'm worrying about something, and I want to talk to somebody else. So it was that amount of worry. they would want to talk to somebody else about something that's upsetting. We were inundated. The schools were great. They didn't even have to ask a teacher. They just came and put their, na- their name in a box. Now, those are 10- and 11-year-olds. It should be loving life, you know. Um, but they were saying, I, I need to talk to somebody about something. Um, but the process of that, and now the other end of that, is justice. Um, and it's lovely to be part of that, too.
1: Great. Peter and I say go mountain biking most Saturdays and we set the worlds to right, but it's, uh, always really cha- Peter always really challenges me and uh, I really value those conversations and we uh, definitely do try and set the worlds to right as best we can. Peter? we in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You wish. <laughs> I'm gonna video the next run and put it up here. <laughs> Peter, let's stay with you. Uh, and this question is two parts. What are some of the rewards and also some of the challenges of having a heart for justice?
0: Yeah, so I think when God, my experience certainly for me, is that when God grabs you around this and he he, he calls you, because I think that was the way I would put it into the justice field. He gives you the strength to deal with that because you're facing injustice. You're hearing stories. That's the hard part for me, particularly in my job. With lots of my colleagues, I need to be really careful to care for colleagues who are hearing story after story after story, day after day of horrible harm you know, to people. Um, so we particularly need to be really good about that with staff. You know, we would have uh, a suicide caller you know, every week coming through and people are hearing that it's hard to deal with you know stories of harm but i would always want to hear that because how do you how do you help and bring healing and you know, bring god values into that if you don't hear the injustice but the hard part is that journey um, so like in restorative justice i'm working with a young woman at the minute she was a you know a victim of really serious you know assault a couple of years ago in belfast in a bar and knocked her for six she came and said peter i want to hold this guy to account you know can i meet him and i want to talk to him and find out why did you think you had the right to do that to me um and so we brought her on board and part of the journey is just hearing you know, her story hearing what she wants out of this making sure she's safe in the process but in telling her story out came an incident 10 years previously you know where she was much more seriously sexually assaulted um And she didn't tell anybody when she was 11 and 12 and 13 and 14. Didn't tell anybody what happened to her. The worst type of assault you could imagine. And she carried that because she didn't really understand what happened to her. She hadn't told her parents. Um, Needless to say, she lost her her adolescence. She lost her teenage years. School didn't work. Residential psychiatric care for a while. Three suicide attempts. Like, talk about injustice. So I'm sitting here in this. Privilege that she tells me. But that's hard. You know, I have a daughter, you know, it's hard, you know, to be professional in that. Um, But the reward of that then comes as you are able to nurture her and keep her safe and build her confidence around this and deal with her trauma out of that and she gets her answers to her questions and I was saying this morning a couple of weeks ago she met the guy who owned the bar and held him to account to tell you what uh, and he'd made lots of changes so young women are safer in his bar in Belfast as a result which was great um, and she the way she described it when I asked her to the end, how are you feeling about this journey she said Peter I, I came into this feeling I'm in a really caught in a really small box and I can't get out of that until I get this stuff done And but I'm beginning to feel the box is bigger already that's uh, just amazing you know That's a very easy way for her to say something really important for her. So rewards like that, I think the other thing would be when I see God stepping into this space, and I see that all the time, Um, there was a guy I met on Thursday last week, and he's a man, similar thing happened to him way back, he wants to meet, the family member did this to him, and he wants to forgive him. So while I'm going, whoa, okay, where'd that come from? You know, he's, uh, well, I became a Christian, you know, recently, and he said, I was sitting in church, and he said to God, I don't want to test you, God, but you know, this has really troubled me. If you want me to do something with this, can you make a decoration fall off this Christmas tree behind me? <laughs> so, so, smash, there it went, right? Down it came, through the tree, smashed on the floor of the church. Um, he had to apologize to the minister for wrecking the decorations. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, okay, is this really God? You know, and he says, but same time, I had this really overwhelming sense of God's love. And that day, my nightmare stopped. That's God, you know. And it's also God that he brings grace into what happened to him to forgive this guy. Like, oh, isn't that amazing? It's like that seriously disabled elderly lady last year who came into one of those processes. I want to forgive the guy who killed my son in a car incident. And she's a person of faith. And she has so much to deal with herself. So the reason she wanted her to to meet him was she said, I want you to get on with your life and make something yourself because my son can't. Whoa. So it's so lovely seeing God and grace meeting those justice places.
1: So good. Thanks, Peter. Ivan, same question to you. Rewards and challenges of getting involved in justice.
2: Um, Yeah, this this one was difficult. Um, Well, they were all difficult. But uh, struggled because... It's actually easier to remember the challenges, um, and there have been plenty. um, But some of the rewarding stories, uh, that little boy Peter that started off as a financial transaction um, through the support of Actions Not Words. So their family lived right in the middle of this dump set ghetto garbage slum. Some of the guys here have been. um, And through time and with the assistance of the charity that we family have been able to move off the dump site they're now living in uh, they're in Nairobi actually they have a family business Uh, Peter has just finished school Beth had uh, the privilege of being able to uh, welcome him um, out of school and he's gone off now to work with his dad and the family are they're doing reasonably well which is just like it's just fabulous um, another story of a, another little boy that, that has been in the programme in actions, not words, right from the very start, Peter, another Peter. Um, he went through primary school, secondary school, and actually was one of our, our first kids to go into third level education, qualified as a, a social worker, and we now employ him uh, in the charity. And that, like that, just that full circle. Where this wee boy is is now contributing. He's like he's an v- invaluable member of the team because he brings to Actions Not Words what no one else can because he's lived on the dump site. He's picked and found, picked through rubbish to get plastic, to get a few pennies for a living. He's done that. He can identify with all the other children that are um that Action Words are trying to help in a way that like there's just no way we can do that. Um some difficult stories, um, uh, The you'll remember uh, at the height of the Syrian refugee crisis a number of years back, there was an image of a little boy washed up on a beach, and that image on the news just wrecked me, and again, speaking to James Toll, we uh, ended up in Athens with a, a group of people, some of them are here. Um, And that was was a trip where it didn't feel as if... I'm sure there were, but it didn't feel that there were any reward. It felt really difficult just giving out bread and water where we could and blankets and coats. um, But that was an incredibly difficult trip where it felt there was no justice. It just felt as if um, it was void of anything that resembled justice. Um, And whilst we were doing small things, huge things that that were... Beyond our control, were happening around us, um, and that 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 was difficult. And that's that's where the pursuit of justice can can become, become really difficult when you when you don't see anything positive emerge. There may have been, but we I don't I didn't see it. Um, there's a, a good wee story, and there's a wee video for this one as well. Again, we're back in Kenya, we, we have opened a rescue center. The children's department in Kenya approached us and, and made us aware that there's a real need for um, rescue centers, places where children can, can be safe, particularly children that are living with HIV. Um, and so we have just opened our first home and uh, a wee boy that um, has been in the home. And he's been part of Action's Not words, journey, so we knew him, which was, which was good. His mum has passed away and his dad isn't able to care for him. Um, in Kenya, I don't know about here, but in Kenya there's four um, drugs or four types of medication that a person can have throughout their life uh, to keep the virus uh, under check. And at various stages in their life, their body rejects and um, they move on to the next one. So so there's only four. Uh, this wee boy's only nine or 10 and his body has rejected stage one. To get to stage two, he needed to be 30 kilos, but he's so small and, and um, nutrition has been an issue. Living on a dump site, that's a huge problem. He could never get over 30 kilos to get this second medication and as a result he just kept getting sick so he uh, entered into the uh, rescue center and you know the moment of justice was when he stood in the scales and there's beth sent me a video of everyone celebrating 30 kilos (laughs) on the scale Uh, and the wee video i'm going to show now is his reward for hitting 30 kilos
0: ready okay turn around Oh, hey, we look my shirt. Yeah, Yeah. Hey, hey.
1: Hey, hey. Hey, hey. 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 My you I um, like it. Hey, this team. It's my friend. I know. <laughs> Thumbs up. Hey. <laughs> Some would say giving a child a Liverpool tops a punishment, but oh, that's me. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> anyway,
2: story sits in behind that, where the 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 child that gave that shirt, uh, it's a friend of mine, a family, uh, Mark and Lee Johnson, and their three boys go to Newton Breda Baptist. But it, they had come into the shop and was chatting to them, and um, I said, look do you know any? I, I need a Liverpool kit to send out to this wee boy in Kenya, and. Um, Marco said, Yeah, our boys will have something for sure. And the the he sent this shirt in and we thought that's a bit small. He had the boys their 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 sons had another shirt, but that particular shirt is the shirt that one of the wee, one of the one of his sons had the year Liverpool won the league. Um, but they wanted to keep it, but when they heard the story, they donated it to, to Alex. So it is it's kinda you know, it's another wee story of of how uh, one young one young boy provided that for another. Brilliant, uh, so good. <laughs> uh, one- yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe two. <laughs> There's another. This one's this is one of my favorites in all the sort of escapades that I've got up to. There's a an area in Kenya, uh, East Pokot, it's up north, it's dry, it's barren, and they've been in famine. And uh, a local priest uh, approached us and said, can you help? Um, and we're small charity, but we said yes. And we gathered up uh, a couple of trucks of food and went up now the team that went out and I think it was 2014 some some of the guys are here we also went to Picot but this was another time whenever it was just Ruth and me and Eve and Beth and there's a big Canadian fella joined in as well um, and we were up uh, in Picot and we had done this this distribution you're driving into this compound and there's carcasses of animals around that that have, have um, uh, just because of the famine, there's no food. Um, and it was just brutal uh, and there were a couple of thousand people there gathered and they're just vacant. Um, and anyway we did the distribution of whatever we could and food and, and whatever uh, enough for two or three weeks for each person that, that came along. It was a hugely difficult day. Um, I was super proud of even Beth just for for sticking it out and and for being able to to help and to serve in, in, in that way hugely difficult it could have been one of those stories so yes you're doing something but it was scratching the surface so it could have been one of those stories that you know it's is it a reward is it a challenge it was somewhere in between anyway driving away from the compound and literally we were only about a mile down the road and it started raining and like it just like it rivered. it (laughs) didn't just rain it it just there were rivers of water it was my screensaver for a long time rivers of water running down the side of the road and that that was just just mind-blowing and a real a real god moment (laughs) until the priest who was driving this pickup at 90 mile an hour a bottle of Red Bull in one hand and the other hand praising Jesus. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, thanks, Jesus. But can you tell him to put his hand back on the wheel? <laughs> and I'm finishing with this one. Um, and this is a bit of a challenge. So, you know, with stuff around the world and those stories are great. Um, but probably the one of the biggest challenges I've had over the last number of years in and around justice was... Um, Intermore, um just down the road and we gail redmond and via wings had uh, uh, normal she does every christmas um, an appeal for for food and hampers and stuff like that and i had got involved in the distribution um, and so yes is it a challenge is it a reward we're out and we were we're giving out this food and this particular, I'll never forget it. We family, three, three, uh, m- mom and two children, in a, In Drumore, and um, received this parcel, these parcels, with absolute joy. But the thing that stuck with me was we provided dinner, but there wasn't a table in the house. to eat it off. And yeah, uh, you know, is it reward? Is it challenge? It's both. And. Um, you don't have to go to Africa or Athens or Turkey or Syria or Ukraine or wherever. This is Dremor, Um literally on my doorstep. Uh, so yeah, that's both a challenge and a uh,
1: uh, and a reward. Brilliant. So good. Thanks, Ivan. We've kind of we've kind of t- touched on this already. It's obvious that we live in an unjust world. I mean, we're just surrounded by injustice and. It can feel overwhelming at times. How do you navigate this when you're surrounded by so much injustice, and you feel overla- overwhelmed? How how do you navigate this? What do you do? Maybe Peter, if you could
0: take this one. Yeah, and I think that does come with the territory. Um, you know, I think you know certainly for me, you know, in recent years I lost a very you know, dear young friend of mine, you know, who died and, you know, that, that was overwhelming for me. Um, and like just deeply, deeply sad. Um, so you're not winning everyone, you know, that's for sure. And, and hearing the hard stories is, is hard, but I think my experience is, and as I think, well, how do I self care in that? You know, my answer to that would be holding tight onto you know, Jesus' hand as I travel. Um, so I was speaking to somebody this morning between the services who was saying to me, like, when I when I, um you know, under pressure, well, actually, I take time out during my working day on a number of occasions, and I commune with God there. That was, it, was, it was a lovely self-care story. So for me, it's about that, and, and coming out of, like, 30 years of working with vulnerable, disadvantaged, whatever term we use, for me, I can honestly look back and say, Gods in control. So I used to be a real news hound, but I don't watch the news now. It's a self-care thing. Um, I I really, you know, quantify or you know, a, a measure of the amount of time I spend because I know that that can affect me. Um, but I know the world's in chaos. It really feels uncertain, doesn't it? In so so many ways. But I have an absolute certainty God's in control, and I think that's partly because if God calls you into this space, you know, of injustice, and it can be fearful and we can be anxious about that. But if you, if we step into that space, um, God meets you there, you know, and and holds your hand through it. So it doesn't mean that it's all sweetness and light, but it means that I learn as I go, and I can be confident that God's in this space. And as I said earlier, I see God all over that space. Um, so it can be hard, you know, um, but. I I I don't I can't I don't understand it, but I, I just come out of it saying I have that certainty that God's in control, in spite of seeing and hearing the stories every day.
1: Ivan, seem to you how do you how do you manage that? How do you navigate when you feel overwhelmed?
2: Uh, truth is that one's really difficult, uh, and I don't. Mm. Um, I do get overwhelmed, and I get you know it, it just sometimes it becomes too much. And watching the news. Is, is part of it, and that's maybe good advice uh, from Peter. But um, I think in it all, and over the years, I've realised that um, there's only so much I can do. And the the that old quote from Mother Teresa, and I'll make a mess of it, but it's, it goes along the lines of how do you help? How do you know what to do with such a massive problem everywhere? And it's to just help your neighbor as best with the resources that you have and to do it with love and that's that's and that's funny we've got Beth in Kenya at the minute saying all this stuff age 19 and it's overwhelming and I found myself just saying, but you're there you do what you can with the resources that you have and um, yeah it's just about. Doing what you can with, with and saying yes to things that you feel God's tapping you on your shoulder to get involved with, um, and just stepping, stepping in and stepping up where it's possible. Great, thanks, Ivan.
1: I know the second half of Isaiah 61, 8, and 9 talks about the sentence being known in the nations, and I, I know for both of you what you've done with your family and how you've parented. Your kids also have caught your heart for justice, which is really encouraging. It's not just about us and what we do, but it's about the next generation and leaving a legacy and the very fact that you know, Ivan's daughter is in Kenya at the moment. It's just a testament to how you've parented and how you've invested in your family, and they've caught your heart really for justice, which is really encouraging. Uh, final question, glad to hear. Uh, Start with you, Peter. so we read today that God loves justice, and obviously we as his people should uh, love justice. but where do people start? What, what do people do next if they 're kind of in this heart and' not sure what to do?
0: Yeah, and I do want to qualify this because I know so many, which is one of the things I love about this church, so many of you're involved, called by God into particular ministries, and you 're busy with those and you know, but if people are thinking about justice, for me, my journey was. Remember, way back when I was 18, and God put me into relationship with people who were different to me, who who were struggling in various different ways. And right through my justice journey, God has put me in the middle. Of that. It's through work context in lots of ways, but I am meeting people, I'm journeying with them, sorts about relationship. And I, and I think sometimes there's a bit of a flaw of church today that I can be, uh, excuse my language, a middle class, very comfortable Christian in a nice house and. And, you know, but I don't have relationship with people who are really struggling, even though, as Ivan says, they're around the corner sometimes. It's so easy for us to be divorced from that. And it's easy for me to give a bit of money to it. It's a good thing. But I would say if you're in getting involved in the justice field or hearing God's call around that, it's about you stepping out and stepping into relationship with people. You know, And it, that brings its fears and anxieties with it. But I would say you know, just step out with courage and we can manage, you know, the fears around it and do it safely. Um, but it would be about, you know, please be intentional about about getting that perspective if you don't have it. And I think even if you're not going to be serving big time in the justice front, I'd say it's great for any of us as Christians because my, that perspective has shaped and changed not just, you know, you know, not having a dishwasher. You know, I was saying this morning, but in lots of different ways, it's changed my values and morals, the way I handle my money, the way I handle relationships, and I'm a better person, and I think I'm a much better Christian because of the perspective. So that would be a really precious thing that I would say.
1: Brilliant, so good. Thanks, Peter. Ivan, I know we've touched on this already, but how, how would people get involved?
2: Um, yeah, for me, there's a couple of verses that that I I find helpful. There's one Hosea. 12 verse 6 so you by the help of your god return hold fast to love and justice and wait continually on your god and peter mentioned holding tight hold fast and we find i find that like when you're doing stuff and you're out of your comfort zone and you're thinking it's beyond you um it's just a whole like it literally is clinging on holding fast and trusting and um, that that God has it, and it's funny. Just in the, num- the last number of years, there's been, and months actually, weeks. There's been several times where I've just been reminded that yeah, no, it's okay. Ivan, I, I've got this. You're, you know, you're okay. You'll be okay. Um, and the Eve story is is the the classic and all of that. That um, that that God, if if we step into the things that we. God presents in front of us that he gives you the ammunition and the tools to be able to navigate them. Uh, there's another wee verse uh, in, in Proverbs 28.5, evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. And, you know, I don't understand it completely, <laughs> like, I, I just don't, but there's, there's something in there that if we seek God, we have a greater understanding of justice. And there's a neat wee segue here that, you know, if only our church had a tribe that was centred around
1: justice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can I just say I had no idea when I asked him to do that, that they were thinking about a tribe for justice, So which is really one of those funny, God coincidence I had ones. no idea either. <laughs> uh, but
2: but it's it's just one of those coincidences. When you ask God, what are you going to do, you know, you get that moment of... of um, Mark sitting down beside you and can 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 I chat to you yeah, yeah, yeah. and James slipping into the shop and saying do you fancy a chat and all of these things culminate my mug shot in the wall of me on a stage but it's <laughs> it's, it's it's um yeah so join in with with something join in with a movement or uh an appeal um you know that that it could be simply, it could be that financial transaction, but be careful, because financial transactions can lead to emotional attachment, um, and emotional involvement, which is a good thing. Uh, join in um, if no one's already doing it. Start something
1: um, and join a tribe. Great, great plug, Ivan. So yeah, I mean, that's there's obviously we've seen it. There's a tribe starting. Uh, looking, exploring the whole thing of just going you're going to use IJM material, which is really fantastic. We've got CAP over here, which is fantastic organization. I know uh, if you want to talk about CAP, talk to Yvette. I see Steph and Jenny here. Obviously, there's people that flourish and all the stuff that's happening around that. So there's lots of people. I know when I look around here, there's so many of you are involved in fantastic justice initiatives. So there's plenty of people that we can point you to. So probably Yvette's the best person to talk to about that. There's also an email dropped in actually this morning, another coincidence, for a justice conference in Belfast coming up in March We actually, Ivan and I and and, uh, Ruth and Yvette, we went over to London just before the lockdown in 2020 to the Justice Conference, and we found it really challenging. So they're doing a tour this year. It's a free event, and they're just gonna explore what justice looks like as as Christians, and how we can navigate, and how we can pursue that, and how we can catch God's heart for that. So I'd really recommend uh, that conference coming up in March. Guys, thank you so much. Please give them a round of applause, it was so good. I found it really challenging and, and really good just thank you thank you for doing that and I'll probably not ask you again don't worry <laughs> Micah I want to finish with one verse uh, in Micah 6 verse 8 which is one that's always challenged me and it says this he has shown you O mortal what is good and what does the Lord require of you and this is kind of how we live out our faith, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. That kind of sums up what this is all about. To act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Uh, Would you mind praying for us just as we finish?
2: we thank you for the people that you place in our path and around us Uh, just thank you for your word that that, um, there are messages in there that uh, we can draw on in the various stages of our lives we thank you that you are a God of justice you're a God whose heart is broken broken, um, in wrongdoing and in things that are um, where, where man is set out to destroy, that that breaks your heart. And Lord, just ask that in these moments that um, you will speak into our lives, Lord, um, challenge us, uh, ask us questions that make us uncomfortable, um, and help us then to have the courage to say yes and to step into things that... W- we can't plot or see a way through easily, but to know that you're with us and you will be with us. We just thank you for uh, your heart for those that are broken and vulnerable, widowed and orphaned uh, and in prison. And we ask, Lord, that you will just help us each to ask of you what you would like us to do and give us the courage to do it. Uh, be with us today um, protect us as a church family um, and help us just to know your will for each of our lives and to turn to you for for support and for help when we need it Amen.
1: amen